There is trouble brewing. Uh, think of this, in Matthew chapter 24, Jesus answered the question, what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? He had much to say and he listed many signs. Verse six contains a short but intriguing part of his answer, rumors of wars. Uh, the whole verse says, and you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. We are hearing of huge and significant war rumors from Iran to Israel, uh, throughout the Mideast, not to mention China and Taiwan, Russia and Ukraine, uh, the entire West. We hear of wars and rumors of wars from North Korea, from Pakistan, from India. While the threats of global wars breaking out are everywhere, uh, keep in mind that a strong U.S. military is what kept much of the world in check. What is the U.S. military up to now? Well, here's the latest. Listen to this. In this article from Gateway Pundit titled, You Can't Make This Up, U.S. Army celebrates trans major Rachel Jones' journey from depression to authenticity in celebration of LGBTQ plus pride. Uh, the U.S. Army has chosen to spotlight the personal journey of Major Rachel Jones, a transgender woman and head of the U.S. Army Sustainment Command's Cyber Division. Amidst international tensions and potential conflicts, it seems the U.S. Army has found the time to delve into the realm of personal storytelling and LGBTQ plus advocacy. And last month, in observance of Pride Month, they've chosen to parade Major Jones' tale as a testament, a testament to their inclusivity. Is this the primary message we want our military force to project to the world? Remember, this is an institution fundamentally tasked with defending the country and ensuring national security, not providing emotional therapy sessions or fostering identity politics. This whole exercise is more about virtue signaling and PR than it is about military effectiveness or cohesion. It's as if the U.S. Army is attempting to rebrand its as a bastion of diversity and inclusion rather than a military powerhouse capable of safeguarding national interests. About a year or so ago, uh, we had a video that we did here at Hope for Our Times, and we took the various recruitment ads, one from China recruiting people into their military, one from Russia recruiting people into their military, and then the one from the U.S. It was disturbing. In China and Russia, they were looking for real men, real soldiers. And here in America, the whole recruitment video was about, well, you can be a homosexual and you can be married to your partner. That was what it was about. Wow. Hi, I'm producer Kevin, and I'd like to let you know about some of the things happening at Hope For Our Times. Tom's new book, Marking the Masses, is at the printers. If you've pre-ordered the book, we'll be shipping them out as soon as we receive them. If you'd like to order a copy, visit the events page at hopeforourtimes.com. I'd like to thank everyone who financially supports Hope For Our Times. Because of your faithfulness, we're able to reach the ends of the earth with the Word of God. Thanks to your support, we've heard many reports of people who are encouraged because of the programming at Hope For Our Times. If you'd like to partner with us, you can donate through our app or on our website. We would love to hear from you. Visit our website and click on the Contact Us tab to send us your comments, questions, and prayer requests. Have you downloaded the Hope For Our Times app? Our app is available for Apple, Android, and on Roku. The app is free and a great tool to stay connected with Tom and the many guests who join him. You can read timely news articles, 
watch special app exclusive videos, and submit your questions. Download the app today and invite your friends to check it out too. In-person tickets for the Hope for Our Time San Marcos Prophecy Conference are available right now. It's going to be a great time to gather with like-minded people and hear impactful messages from seven world-class speakers. You'll be challenged, encouraged, and well-informed at this two-day conference taking place on July 21st and 22nd. Reserve your tickets now at HopeForOurTimes.com. And as always, remember to tell somebody about the hope found in a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. When we think of the words of Jesus, there will be wars and rumors of wars. Now think of this, almost all popular English translations use the word rumors to translate the Greek word that's used here. It means to hear about something. It could mean hearing anything uh, from scuttlebutt to a formal report. One paraphrase combines wars and rumors of wars into a single sign when you hear of wars beginning. But Jesus gave the two as separate signs. The difference is obvious. A rumor of war might turn out to be true or it might not. However, an actual war is always a war. A rumor of war might be a reliable report of a possible future conflict or it might be a threat or it might have absolutely no basis of fact. And many such rumors fit with the Lord's repeated warning about deception in the last days, fake news. Uh, when the Lord said these words, news did not come from direct satellite feeds. Uh, people would hear stories of vast destructive armies marching in their direction. And sometimes the stories were true and sometimes they were false. Sometimes the armies were real, uh, but headed in a different direction. And sometimes the rumors were right on the money. And for that reason, they were almost always frightening. Uh, but today it's different. There either is a war or there is not. With instant global communication, we have a much surer knowledge of when a war has started and when it hasn't. When an army goes on the move, news cameras usually show it. Every cell phone in sight records it. And each phone connects with the communication devices all over the globe. Some people even stream live feeds of what they see. The U.S. and other militaries watch troop movements in real time from satellite in space. So as the term rumors of war become a relic that no longer applies, not hardly. In fact, the world has never faced a time when rumors of war have been more widespread, more frightening, or more urgent than they are today. A couple of weeks ago, reports came out about a, the Wagner Group, all kinds of opinions were found all over the news cycles. And it appeared to many that Putin was about to suffer a coup. But it did not go that way. And Putin is still in charge in Russia. There are still mixed reports about what happened and what is going on. But threats are continuing to escalate out of Russia. At the same time, that America has the weakest administration ever. In fact, I'd even call it pathetic. Uh, since Russia's Ukrainian invasion... The chances of global thermonuclear war have risen dramatically. Today, they're at the highest they have been since the Cuban Missile Crisis. This is rumors of war on steroids. Russia has the largest nuclear arsenal in the world. They have advanced MIRV warheads mounted on so many intercontinental ballistic missiles that with sheer numbers, they could easily overwhelm uh, the U.S. missile defense system. And most of those warheads are aimed here. Meanwhile, 
China is quickly converting its vast economic success and production capacity into military hardware, including nukes. They are intent on world domination, and despite their problems, they seem headed in that direction. Then we enter North Korea. Ten years ago, U.S. intelligence estimated North Korea's nuclear arsenal at over 100 weapons. Today, we simply don't know how big their arsenal has grown. But we know they are led by a man whose hubris uh, makes him deadly and dangerous. Add to this Pakistan and India. They are mortal enemies who share a border and possess nuclear-armed militaries. When the Obama administration pushed through the nuclear deal with Iran, it set in motion a nuclear arms race in the Middle East. Today, no one knows the extent to which these weapons have spread, and a nuke fired anywhere could easily be the first domino in a chain reaction that breaks the world. Then we think of the rider on the red horse from Revelation chapter 6, when global war breaks out, we can think of how close things really are to the time when Jesus calls us home. But these are rumors of war on a level never experienced before in the history of the world. And nothing in the past has even been close. Uh, we have reached the place where death and destruction are on a scale not dreamed of in previous times. Add to this chemical and biological weapons. Uh, right now, biological weapons of mass destruction are being built in laboratories the world over, not just by the enemies of the West, but by America. And much news indicates that the United States is the most prolific manufacturer of these types of weapons. And these kinds of weapons can be tailor-made according to DNA to attack only specific people, groups, or racial types. Then there are dirty bombs. According to foreign policy, the International Atomic Energy Agency estimates there have been more than 4,000 incidents of nuclear material escaping regulatory control since 1993. Folks, this is alarming. So let's switch gears. In the past, who could have even imagined such things? Well, God did. And he told his prophets, for example, in Zechariah chapter 14, Verse 12, the Bible says that God will judge the last day's people who stand against him like this. Their flesh shall dissolve while they stand on their feet. Their eyes shall dissolve in their sockets, and their tongues shall dissolve in their mouths. This is a horrifying description, but it perfectly fits what happens to the human body when it is anywhere near a thermonuclear explosion. In fact, if you saw Indiana Jones, you recall when the Ark of the Covenant was opened, what happened? And that's where the description came from when everybody's face began to melt. It came from that, Zechariah chapter 14. In Matthew chapter 24, verse 6, Jesus says, And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not yet troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Some people misinterpret the words of Jesus and say, Well, see, the Lord says, it's just business as usual. The end is not yet. Don't pay any attention to those last day signs. But is, real, is Jesus really saying, don't pay attention to this stuff because it doesn't mean anything? No, not at all. That's not what he said. In fact, he gave rumors of wars as a specific sign of his imminent return to a people of a particular generation. If it was business as usual, then why would Jesus even mention it? If he didn't want us to pay attention to it, why would, why would he have pointed it out? 
He did not say, don't pay attention to it, but he said this, see that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. Don't be frightened, because these are necessary events. They must come to pass. Throughout this chapter, Jesus speaks of events that will take place during the tribulation. We're not in that seven-year period, but we can see the world moving rapidly in that direction. And rumors of war is part of the answer to the question, what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? And for Christians, this sign is particularly important. And we will be raptured even uh, before even the first of the tribulation events begins. But the fact that rumors of war are taking on this apocalyptic shape for the first time in history means that the tribulation is probably not far off. And that means that the rapture of the church is closer still. We cannot say when these things will take place, but the Lord told us to be aware of the signs. So that's what we're doing. Uh, we're being aware. For those who don't know the Lord, these things are frightening. When you look at the death and destruction that is coming from the wars that will actually take place. But for those who do know the Lord, listen, these signs, these events as they are, they point to him calling us home. Uh, remember the words of the Lord Jesus in Luke chapter 21 in the Olivet Discourse when he said, when you see these things begin to take place, look up and lift up your head because your redemption draws near. Folks, we are watching these things begin to take place. And we need to look up. And we need to lift up our head because they remind us that heaven awaits us that we're going to be with the Lord forever and ever. And none of these things that are coming in the tribulation period are going to apply to us. They're not going to affect us. So we have an opportunity to get the message of Jesus Christ to everyone that we can, uh, to warn them about what's coming, but also to encourage them that in Christ, man, there is great hope. Heaven awaits us, and we will be home with the Lord. Don't be discouraged. Look up. Lift up your head because your redemption draws near. Thanks for listening and being a part of this week's podcast. Before you go, I'd like to invite you to visit our website, hopeforourtimes.com, and check out the many resources we have to offer. On our website, we have books, DVDs, and daily news articles that will always keep you up to date on the times we're living in. If you'd like to see the video version of this week's podcast, you can find us at Hope For Our Times on YouTube. God bless, and we'll talk to you next time. Thank you.